Hey, Living Water fans. My name is Emily Wilson, and I am a co-host of Lutheran Bible Translators podcast, Essentially Translatable. We wanted to share with you during this little bit of hiatus a look behind the scenes of Living Water. Earlier this year, we had the opportunity to interview one of the vocalists for Living Water. Uh, Christian Dentley has amazing insights and just a, a great enthusiasm for scripture in this interview and we hope you enjoy this look behind the scenes of living water everyone is interested in hearing it because they've never heard the bible like this before this is the bible like you've never heard it before seriously it's a lot of fun Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast, brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Richard Dowski. And I'm Emily Wilson. And I hope you all are having a great 2022 so far. A year-long celebration of the 500th anniversary of Luther's New Testament into the vernacular language. So many exciting things on the horizon, right? We've yeah. got events planned and just opportunities for people to get involved. Right, because it's a, it's a great opportunity to remind ourselves of our Christian heritage, really, and the centrality of the Word of God, and yeah. it finds its recentering in this event of Luther translating Scripture for his people, other people in different places in Europe, and doing the same thing based on what his work was, and then just spreading all over the world. And it's just a great opportunity to recenter on God's Word is our great heritage and, and central to who we are as Christians. And it was a party in 2017, and we're going to make it a party again. Right. You know, we, 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 we love to party yeah. as Lutherans. I actually don't think that that's ever been said, but, you know, yeah. we do. We're saying it now. We, we're claiming it proudly here. We love to party about God's Word. Right. And I think that if we were to make this an actual party, the right. soundtrack, like what would be playing in the background, all those hit tunes, would be Living Water. Living Water. I mean, Sola Scriptura, right? Right. You know? <laughs> So Living Water is this great project that we've been privileged to work on with some very talented artists to to sing the scripture word for word from the ESV Bible. Um, and the best way we the best thing we can say is that Listen you need to, to experience it. that yourself. I mean, if it sounds silly or what would that be like? That's our argument to say you need to listen to Living Water, which you can do. Anytime you want to by going to lbt.org slash living water. And not only can you listen to the whole book of Matthew, we recommend subscribing so you can get Mark and then Luke and then John and then the rest of the New Testament as they are released. Yeah. And when you listen in, you're going to be like, this is really amazing. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case on that same page, you can get access to a video that shows behind the scenes of how the project's being done. It's really great stuff. And in that video is our guest today. Yeah. Christian Dentley, who has been part of the group Take Six. They are a multi-Grammy award winning and multi-Dove award winning right. and multi-NAACP image award winning group. And Lots of hardware. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, they're a Christian group that focuses in on God's word. And so Christian has passion and energy and just his perspective on the Living Water Project as he's been involved in it so far is not only just energizing, it's contagious. For sure. Yeah. Truly a blessing to talk with Christian and hear his thoughts. And uh, we're excited to share it with you. 
We are here today with Christian Dentley from the group Take Six, and we're going to talk some about living water. So thanks for being with us today, Christian. Oh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. So first question I have is, how did you find out about the Living Water Project? How did you get involved in this? Literally, this was a God thing. I was recording at a studio in Orlando, Florida, doing a project, and I hired an engineer to come in who happened to be the engineer for the Living Waters Project. And I wasn't even singing that day. I was just producing. No, I was actually doing video, video production that day. Mm -hmm. And when we finished the session, Kendall says to me, he said, you know, I have somebody I think I need to introduce you to. Uh, he's doing a really cool project, singing the Bible, basically. And when he said that, like my eyes just got wide and and I was like, absolutely. He said his name is Pete and I can't pronounce his last name. And so he literally said Pete can't pronounce his last name, but he'll get in touch with you. So I, I told him, sure, give him my number. And a couple of weeks later, I got an email from Pete and he was asking me if I would consider you know, coming to the studio and maybe just trying out a couple of chapters. And he explained the project to me that we were going to be taking the word of God and basically putting it to music. You know, whatever comes out of your heart, there's no, there's no, it's not, nothing scripted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everything is by rote, basically. And I'll just play and you sing. And that drew me to the project because from the churches that I grew up in, we would literally do something like that. Where being a musician myself, I would play on the piano and whatever the Lord would say through the pastor or the minister at the time, they would just basically just sing the song of the Lord. And uh, I thought, how cool to be able to do that with the actual word of God. So yeah. that's how I started my journey with Living Waters. That's awesome. So you have a musical background then with Take Six, but like, can you walk us through a little bit of your journey as a musician and what kind of prepared you that, oh yeah, singing the Bible was just absolutely the direction that you wanted to go in in the middle of COVID. Absolutely. So my parents pastored in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And, you know, when you grow up as a pastor's kid, one of the things that comes with the territory is serving in the church. Mm -hmm. And so it was an honor for me to serve as a keyboard player. I started learning how to play keys and, uh, and piano or whatever in church. And I would just wait for my, my dad to show me which chords to play. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I would play whenever he would nod his head. And, and so that really gave me a, a passion for not just music, but ministry as well, doing, using music in a, in a powerful way with ministry. And, and so I started writing songs probably at the age of 12 or 13 and just writing from my heart, always had a love for God's word, love for God's people and love for music. And so putting that together and to be able to encourage God's people through his, through his word, through singing and through playing is just something that has always been something that I've cherished and something that God placed in my heart from a young age. And so here I am almost 40 years old, being able to do this now professionally, as I go and sing with Take Six around the world and share the love of God in countries that that I can't even pronounce. You know, we've been to the Kremlin a couple of times in, wow. in Russia. We've been to Asia, Singapore. We've, we got invited to, to Shanghai a couple of years ago. And wow. just to being able to go all over the world, just like Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. And we're using music to do it 
And so it just, it was a perfect scenario. It was, the Bible says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they're the sons of God. So there are some times where you, you ask and ask God for direction and things like that. And there are other times they're just, the spirit just leads you. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those things that I knew when I, the moment that I got into the studio and met Pete and, and we started recording the first chapters, I knew in my heart that this is something that God wanted me to be connected with. It's been a lot of fun, a lot mm-hmm. of laughter, uh, just, it's, but it's been great to be a part of what God is doing and to know that this is going to go in places that I may never, you know, be myself, but Mm. like, like, again, Jesus said in his word, he sent his word and healed them. So this is going to be one of those things where God is sending his word to different nations and different people, tribes and tongues that are going to be able to hear God's word in this unique way. Yeah. So being in ministry and having the opportunity to share God's love and and the word of God, it's a really important thing. But I guess I'm also interested in knowing, like, you know, at the end of the day, when you're just on your own or, you know, a small group or with your family, what's the role of God's word in in your life? How do you? Uh, It's preeminent. It is God's word is the foundation of life for me. And when I say that there's, you know, that's, that's not a cliche. That's not something that mm-hmm. that's just something nice to say that, you know, Christians should say literally in my conversations with my friends, there are very few conversations where a scripture is not coming out of my mouth. Just like we experienced already in this, in this podcast, you know, yeah. just the Bible says that again, here we go. <laughs> God tells us to hide our, his word in our hearts. Right. And that's what I've done. That's what, you know, sometimes pastors, kids, they say the pastors, kids are the worst ones, whatever. But I was one of those that just really, really love God and love his word. And so when you ask what role does God's word play in my life? I in literally in him, we live and we move and we have our being. So that is the decisions that, that I make the, what, whatever, and whenever it's, it's everything. It's literally like, that's like asking, you know, what role does um, air play in your life? Or what role does, <laughs> yeah. does blood play in your life? I mean, I, I need it to yeah. live mm-hmm. seriously. Well, and you share it along the way with right. everyone that you meet. And so living water, I'm sure like, because it is God's word and all of the emotion being evoked from it, that you've been sharing it along the way. So how do you usually explain it to people uh, who haven't heard of the project before? I explained it by saying that this is the Bible like you've never heard it before. Seriously. People a lot of times know me for singing, of course, singing with Take Six or, or even my own projects, but to be able to, and they know that I'm a believer, mm-hmm. right? And so the way that I explain it is, is basically taking all of who I am in a single project is really what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's interesting because everyone is interested in hearing it because they've never heard the Bible like this before. Mm-hmm. And so, especially when I explained, they were like, so do you, do you know, like what he's going to play? Is it, is it, is it like written out? Like, not at all. Pete it, with his anointed self just gets on the piano and plays and his, his musical prowess is just phenomenal. So one moment you, you'll be in this, this dark space where he's playing these minor chords or whatever, and then he'll flip and go to this, this whole other interstellar type sound. And, and, and I'm just reading the scriptures, following him at the same exact time singing. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So have you had the opportunity to play tracks for people or for people to kind of hear how that is? And so I haven't had a chance to play tracks for people because okay. I, I haven't had the tracks. The only time I get to hear the tracks is when I'm actually in the studio and we're listening back. But I have, listen, I in my phone, I have a whole blooper reel of, of me 
totally <laughs> just destroying scriptures or either Pete will go one way, he'll zig and I'll zag. I'll go the complete other way. And it's like, and I record it in my phone and I play it for my wife and we laugh about it at the house. But <laughs> it's like, guys, just make sure that we keep all of these bloopers because I want to be able to hear this when it's all said and done. But um, <laughs> but I haven't had the chances to actually play it for people, but God has allowed me to be able to, with Pete, minister living water and in some services where people are and the reaction to see people with their eyes closed in in deep thought as we're going through the scripture and 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 it's actually coming alive and i love the even the name living water it's it is literally taking the scriptures off of a page and breathing new life into it and to see the reactions on people's faces or they're coming up afterwards and saying I have never heard the Bible like that. That was so powerful. Did you guys rehearse that? I'm like, no, we didn't rehearse that. I didn't know what he was going to do, but this is again, an opportunity for the spirit of the Lord to, to play through his fingers and to sing through my voice, to minister his truth through his word to his people. That is awesome. And you were saying that breathing new life and really that has been like the whole hope aside, like with living water is for people to hear it with new ears that sometimes it, we get into that rut space of, you know, we, we run out of time or maybe that we're reading and we're, our minds are tired. But generally speaking, as people are excited about this, like, why is it that you think that it resonates with them so deeply? Like, why, what is the barrier that you've seen with people engaging in scripture? I believe that a lot of people feel like the scripture is outdated. There's so many other things to, to, that are vying for our attention. And like the scripture says, there are so there are many voices and none are without signification. And there, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or this or that, there's mm -hmm. so many things that seem a lot more alive to us. And here's this book that basically sits on either a coffee table or mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, on the shelf. And I don't even have to even take it to church anymore because. I got my phone or, yeah. you know, they used, they put the scriptures on the, on the, on the screens yeah. or whatever, but God's word is life and it is alive. And so I believe that, that I heard a, a, a statement years ago in a song that says every generation demands a demonstration of the church of Jesus Christ. That's relevant to its time. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, that God is using living water as a demonstration of his living word that is relevant to the time that we live in, where some people just won't pick up a Bible and, and read it. You know, we say that, and it's, a, it's sad that a lot of believers don't even read the scriptures until they get, they go to church, but to be able to hear God's word in this, this unique way, my prayer is that it births a hunger mm -hmm. and a thirst to know God's word and to know him because he is his word. So to know him in this way, to know you know, when you know God's word, you know how to pray. When you know God's word, you know how to speak life. When you know God's word, you know how to handle difficult situations that come into your life because his word is his will. And so we're singing God's will over people's lives. And honestly, that's what he says in his word. He's, I will compass you about with songs of deliverance. And I, he said, he'll sing over us. And I'm just, I feel so blessed that it's as if that scripture was written for me. It's like mm -hmm. when God says that he'll sing over his people, He's using my voice to do it, and it's a blessing. All right, let's uh, play a part of Living Water, one of the tracks you worked on from John 21, and uh, reflect on it. Jesus 
Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to to him a second time Simon son of John do you love me he said to him yes Lord you know that I love you he said to him He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know, You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So, yeah, what did you uh, pick up on that you haven't noticed before, maybe from that text, or what kind of emotions did that? Uh, wow. Raise? As I close my eyes and listen to it, it's literally like watching a movie. Mm -hmm. it, I could see it. It's, it's different. It's like, you remember the Wizard of Oz where it starts with no color, black and white. And then when she gets to Oz, all of the color, some people didn't even realize that, don't know that that's where the color actually starts right. when she goes to Oz. And okay. it's as if I'm seeing the scripture in color now, mm -hmm. even just listening to that and the emotion that it evokes from both sides, mm -hmm. Jesus, as well as, uh, as Peter. Well, it's wow. That's, <laughs> that is moving. That is moving. I love how you portray that Peter was grieved and because when you're reading it and like, okay, okay, it can go by in like a, a 10 second, right. you know, and not even thinking about the emotion of someone speaking that to you three times and how that all, you know, transpires. And you captured that in your vocals and in Peter's work of just like, you know, there's just this emotion as Peter's wrestling, like, you know, why are you asking me? And, and what is it that Jesus's response means? And I don't know, like, there, there was just a lot there that as I heard it this morning, I was like, oh, like, yeah. I haven't heard it that way before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of course, Jesus is asking Peter three times because Peter denied Jesus three times. And that's got to be when you're singing the Jesus asked him a third time and Peter's mm -hmm. grief there. It, I mean, he's got to know. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just captured so well that Peter's got to know, like, 
this is exactly yeah. why I'm being asked three times because I've denied three times. Right. And just that answer, Lord, you know all things. You mm-hmm. know that I love you. Just as very powerful. So you shared a little bit about the bloopers. <laughs> but what has the process been like as you've been recording scripture along the way? Just in like, how do you prepare or like what's been challenging for you? Well, I'll answer all of those questions. Number one, <laughs> the process for me, I was super nervous in the very beginning just like oh man you know here we go again the bible says <laughs> <laughs> not many noble were called i i used to say that every week that we would be in the studio because it's like man i'm not the greatest reader of all time i promise you that i'm not the greatest vocal vocalist of all time but god chose me for a reason uh, he chose everybody in that room for a reason and that's for his purpose because if I was this, you know, went to music school, you know, Juilliard or whatever, then it seems like that would make more sense to do this magnitude of a project. But he just chose the little dude from South Carolina that, you know, I literally remember my mom getting hooked on phonics for us <laughs> when we were growing up. And I'm like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm the kid that's in class that prays that the teacher does not call on him to read out loud. And wow. here I am displaying this in front of the And to listen to it and to do it, it's, it is the power of God working through me to do what, what he requires. That's God's grace, right? So that, that process started very nervous. I was very nervous at the beginning, but now I've, I'm resting in the fact that this is not about me and that God is gonna sing through my voice and do what he needs to do, do what his desire is. As far as preparation, Pete usually sends me the scriptures that I'm going to be singing maybe a couple of days before. So I spend time reading those scriptures specifically early in the mornings when it's so, when it's quiet mm-hmm. and just reading over those scriptures and letting it be in me. And there's a lot of them I've, I've read before and I've heard before, but being able to, to, to minister them in a different way mm-hmm. is, is I take it seriously. So I listen to those scriptures and uh, I'm sorry, I, I read those scriptures and just make sure that, that it's, it's coming out of a place where it's been deposited in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's, that's my process of, of getting ready for, for those sessions. And how about all those names of Greek people? And <laughs> <laughs> I was in the studio with you and you're doing, I can't remember which one of the epistles, but uh, you got oh Yodia gosh, was... and Syntyche and all those fun. Syntyche. <laughs> and I, when I, I'm telling you, if, <laughs> we have to have a blooper reel we have to have yeah. and see and not just with me singing it, it, it we have to have video footage of this because yeah. my face it's when so i'm cute. saying those names when i'm coming up to it it's like like oh no it's like you know how the backup camera is like yo you're getting ready to mess something up that's exactly <laughs> how it is but good thing is we've got we can actually play the the guy who's speaking it in uh, bible gateway so i can kind of hear how he's saying it and yeah yeah it's it's funny it's very funny but that's another thing it's not like this laborious thing was like, oh my gosh, everybody just, right. you know, go into sackcloth and ashes before you, you go in and, and <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and sing it. It's not that. It is where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, you know? And so there's a joy that comes along with doing this that takes the pressure away. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're recording it and I can always go back and fix it later. So <laughs> those two things between the joy of the Lord and the being able to fix my, my, my uh, mistakes, so We're that live the- performance that you did, like at the church services, a little different layer there. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, that the one. nerves are real. Yeah. The nerves are real. In fact, I believe in March, I think like March the 26th or something like that, we've got a big one coming up right. in this outdoor Palladium. And it's going to be me and Pete and I'm on this microphone and it's like, I don't know if they're going to have this, the words up, the the scriptures up on the screens. And people are like, that's not what that, that that's, that's not what that word is. <laughs> you know, but yeah. hey, let God be true and every man be a liar. Him, as long as he's glorified in it, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the key messages of the gospel for those who have found their new life in Christ is the joy of the Lord is our strength and the joy of the Lord is ours. I mean, and that's one thing I've really appreciated about seeing some behind the scenes in this project is just, it's a joyful venture and everybody's just having a lot of fun and yet it's God's word. We treat it with respect and, you know, do our due diligence to to be sure that we're communicating the word of God. But um, that and having fun don't have to be different things. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. So I am curious, has there been a particular passage so far that has been a favorite for you to record? I can't say that there's been a favorite of mine, but I all I love seeing the scriptures that I know and I'm familiar with in context. Mm-hmm. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, for instance. We we say that and that's that's a go-to phrase in Christendom. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're starting at the chapters before and you're going through and you're getting to that and it finally that scripture comes out and it, and you hear it in the context that that it was said in it just even for me it's like oh snap that's what that means you know and and like wow it just means something different i believe it's just like a, a diamond ring it's got many facets on it you look at it one way and you see it one way you look at it a different way and you see it a different way i think god's words the same way you can read the same scripture a year from now and the holy spirit will draw something different out of it mm-hmm. and Every time I know that every time I hear living water, it's going to speak something different to me every single time. And so, uh, yeah, so I can't say there's a specific scripture that's my favorite or passage that's Mm -hmm. my favorite that we've Mm -hmm. done. But I think some of the things that are my favorite moments are when when Pete and I go to the same place musically at the same time. It's almost like I know what he's getting ready to do. And we land in this place together and I just light up those moments are like, when we listen back to them, like, Ooh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. those are those moments right there. It's like, Oh yeah. Like I didn't even like, not even knowing that he was getting ready to go from major to minor and we, we knock it out together. It's just it's totally cool. That is so much fun. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned Philippians 4.13 cause that reminded me. So your favorite passage or one of them is in the same chapter as Yodia and Syntyche. Like that was the same day. <laughs> But anyways, yes. that's how the scriptures are. But yeah, uh, so much fun. When Paul is at the end of his letters right. and he's like, greet this one, <laughs> right. greet that one. I'm like, come on, Paul. <laughs> come on. Uh, like, Thanks. Thanks, man. I'm gonna, we're going to try. We're going to go for it. Uh, so definitely a challenge along the way, but it's been a growing experience too, right? 100%. You just have, you just get a greater appreciation for the things that we've gone through to be able to experience the scripture this way. Mm-hmm. Cause there was a time where the scripture wasn't readily available. You know, it was kept by those, the, the keepers, you know, that, that, that wanted to make sure that they were able to, uh, to control really God's word. But now it's like shed abroad from heart to heart and, and you can pick up a Bible and read it or you can get, listen to Living Water. It's it's everywhere and I love it. So as we're just kind of concluding here, what is it that you hope for most in this project? What are your hopes and dreams if you were to just 
imagine where this all lands. My hope for this is that I don't even realize how powerful and how far the reach was until I get to glory. And God says, do you see those people over there in that city that hold that, that all of those people came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ through living water and you saying yes to me in that, and that my reward would not come from, uh, from people or accolades or things like that on the earth, but that literally this would be storing up, heaping up treasure in heaven that, that will just blow me away to see the results and the reward that comes along with being obedient to doing this and, uh, and saying yes. That's so awesome. That's my hope. Yeah. Praise God for that, for sure. Well, yeah, thanks for being with us as you're getting ready to take a little vacation. I know we didn't talk about that earlier, but we did before we were on, so blessings on uh, your vacation. We're going to be sure that uh, we send you lbt.org slash livingwater so that uh, you have that with you. That's where you can start to find the tracks now and, and share them with your family while you're on vacation. I'm excited. And, uh, you will, uh, yeah, subscribe to it. And we're so thankful for that the Lord led you to us, led us to each other, and that we're able to work together on this. It's been a great privilege. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me and looking forward to doing so much more. God's blessings on your ministry. Thank you. I loved recording that. That was so much fun to be able to talk with Christian and how scripture is so woven into every fiber of his being and how he described, and I've heard it described this way before, but that God's word is like a diamond and, you know, you turn it and see new facets and a new beauty and just a fresh word of perspective. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit's going to bring something new to mind or different, maybe even if you've heard it multiple times. And even so much more in the in the experience of Scripture with, with Living Water, uh, hearing the words and the, the music too, it just brings different things to mind. Have, is there something from your listening to Living Water that stands out that you're like, wow, this is really hitting me different than before? Yeah. So I know that there's been a couple of times that I've just been able to sit and be quiet and be still. Usually I'm on the go, but I'm like, you know, having this one-on-one time with God's word and just noticing like, oh, you know, I don't think that I've ever paid attention to that. And what does that mean? And and being struck by Jesus confronting, like, and in his, his exhortation to his people, like to not be false, to not be a, you know, for example, a whitewashed tomb. That was always really impactful to me reading it, but then hearing it sung and the emotion behind that. And what does that actually mean? What does that actually look like? Just brought up, I think maybe a a deeper, more raw emotion Mm -hmm. that than just reading it on a, a page. Yeah, the same for me. I was listening and reading Matthew 26, and Mm. it's where Jesus says to his disciples, one of you is going to betray me. And Mm. then the next verse says, uh, they began to all be filled with great sorrow, and each one of them asked, is it I, Lord? Mm -hmm. And just something in there, of course, I know the story, so I know that the answer is going to be this Judas, but in that moment, I also just felt like it was me, too. And in my life, I have betrayed Jesus. I have betrayed him in the words I've said, the things I've done, uh, the way I've lived, and yet he doesn't call me betrayer ultimately. He calls me his brother, and mm-hmm. that was just just really hit me in that experience of Scripture. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a powerful experience. And as Christian has talked about from the perspective of recording it as well, just feeling like it's one thing to sit in a studio and record words. It's another thing to just let your mind wander a bit to picture like, what is God going to mm-hmm. do with this? And who is going to hear about this? And, and he talks about rewards, you know, in heaven, who is going to be there someday right. as a result of this and, and come up to him and say, uh, thanks for saying yes to doing this. It's it's pretty amazing. And I also, I'll never hear the Beatitudes <laughs> anyway, besides Maggie Gifford singing it now. It's right. so, so beautiful. So, you know, we both talked about being convicted a little bit. There's so much refreshment and peace too that comes in in just the joy and the way things are expressed in in this project. Yeah, and I think that it's just beautiful Lutheran Bible translators having this opportunity during our 500th anniversary celebration of Luther's New Testament translation into, you know, the everyday language and that's yeah. what we're doing. We're continuing that vision and that right. reformation into different language communities of God's word at the center very accessible and bringing it back of see the beauty see the beauty here right. in living water and you get to share that with others and you get to share that with language communities around the world yeah. as you partner with us so just want to encourage you all if you can be part of that celebration as you listen to living water absolutely yeah that's it's really cool and we get to as those of us closer working with LBT get to see language communities experience scripture the first time in their own language. And it was just kind of on our hearts to say, how can we try to share this experience with more of our own people who've had the scriptures for so long? And, and just the, the 500th anniversary provided the, the right setting to say, let's really focus again on the centrality of scripture. And the Living Water Project is just the right thing to try to give that experience. It's, it's been really cool. And again, yeah, I think once you immerse yourself in Scripture, you're really engaged by it. You start to think, wow, I have the opportunity to make this happen in partnership with LBT and others for people all over the world. And it's just a great opportunity. So don't forget to subscribe at lbt.org slash livingwater to be able to access all of that and have daily refreshment by Scripture. That's right. Go do it now. Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. You can find past episodes of the podcast at lvt.org slash podcast or subscribe on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Lutheran Bible Translators' social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to lvt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. This episode of Essentially Translatable was produced and edited by Andrew Olson. Our executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was designed by Caleb Rodewald. Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Rich Rudowski. So long for now. <laughs>